Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. Let's do this. Hey friends and welcome back. I just wanted to start off by saying thank you so much. The love and support that I've received has been so amazing and I appreciate you all. Um, I'm glad you decided to come back and join me for episode two. Um, So last week I introduced myself and explained a little bit of my vision for this podcast and how it came to be. Um, So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I invite you to do so. But y'all, I have so many ideas and plans for this journey, and I can't wait for us to get started. We're going to go ahead and get your teacher moment out of the way for first thing today. Um, One of the most difficult things that I teach is writing. Lord, any time I ever seriously contemplate quitting my job, I mean, just like walking out the door, it's during writing. Um, I love the writing process, but it's really difficult to teach. One of the areas that my students struggle with the most is not organizing their thoughts. Um, They want to just spill every single reason, in fact, right at the very beginning onto their paper. I have to teach them to organize their ideas in a way that flows and makes sense to the reader. That's kind of where I am right now. Um, I just really want to tell you all the things, but I had to make myself organize everything into an outline and designate different episodes for different topics and go from there. But because I'm so excited, I want to go ahead and give you a little glimpse into the outline so that you can start to see my vision board with me. My pastor often refers to the verse in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 4, and let steadfastness, now some interpretations use the word endurance here, have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In these verses, James instructs Christians to count hardships as joy because it is in these times of suffering or pain that truly grow our faith. No matter what is happening in our lives, we can trust God to make us stronger. We often ask ourselves the question, why would God allow these trials? From His perspective, our growing faith in Him is far more important than our comfort. So hold up. I'm going to say that one more time. Our growing in faith in Him is far more important to Him than our comfort. That is not saying that He loves us any less. Think about the lessons that we teach our children. 
Are we really doing them any justice or preparing them for their life ahead if all we ever do for them is make sure they're comfortable? Absolutely not. It is because of our deep love for our children that we allow them to go through challenges in order to learn from them. This verse also says that perfection, complete maturity in some translations, is found only in perfect faith in God. More specifically, James uses the concept of endurance, steadfastness, or perseverance to describe the ability to trust God more over time. So, funny story, I used to attempt to be a runner. Heavy on the word attempt, y'all. It wasn't pretty. But um, but this verse really makes me think, as I used to gain endurance by suffering through another mile, you know, really pushing my body beyond the point of when I actually felt like I was going to die, um, Christians also gain the ability to trust Him fully through trials. Each experience opens our eyes to a deeper, stronger level of trust in Him. In all areas of life, growth only comes through overcoming difficulty. I love the New Living Translations version of this verse. Um, It says, So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So our ultimate goal this side of heaven is to be full, complete, and lacking nothing. So those are the pillars that I have built this entire podcast on. So I believe when dealing with challenging times that there are three main steps to achieve this. Step number one, we have to heal. Everyone has suffered some kind of trauma or hardship in their life that we need healing from. We will discuss ways to truly heal and let go of the baggage and the mess that we continue to carry with us. Y'all, I'm just telling you, I'll be going through this one right here with you. Um, I still carry things from my past that ultimately cause people in my life that I love to pay for things that they didn't do. So here again. We'll be working on this together. Um, I'm planning to also have one of my dear friends who is a Christian counselor on the pod with me to discuss things that we can do to really move forward in our healing journey. Okay, so that's step one. Step two, run the race with endurance. Some of us are in the fire right now. Some of us are in the middle of a battle in this very moment, and we will discuss what the Bible says, what we know to be true so that we can believe the truth and not what the enemy is telling us. That's for our emotional and spiritual health. Now, for our physical health, I'll be sharing things that I have learned through scientific study that are clean, natural ways to fight cancer in partnership with conventional medical treatments. Um, I'll be referencing some of my resources so that you can dig into that deeper if you, if you would really like to. Okay, so that's step two. Step three, probably the item on my vision board that I'm most passionate about is preventative before the fire. When in college, teachers learned the importance of being proactive. During the planning phase, thinking of possible misconceptions when dealing with the content being taught or thinking of things that may trigger certain behaviors of the students so that you can go ahead and address those things ahead of time, um, it's so much easier in the classroom to be proactive rather than reactive. But I also feel that way about so many areas of our lives. Being proactive before the hardship rather than reactive once the hardship happens Um, One of the biggest ones is our health. 
I'm going to be sharing things with you that I wish so badly that I had known years ago, ways in which to help our bodies stay healthy, because so often we're on this endless roller coaster of treating symptoms once our bodies become unbalanced. And we know that one medication causes another symptom that needs addressing with another medication. It's just this vicious cycle. Um, So it's so important that we get to the root of the issue and fix it on that level. Now, let me say this. I realize that things still happen. Even with the most plant-rich, all-natural diets with exercise daily, people still get sick. Genetic and environmental factors come into play, and we don't always have control over that. So, But when that happens, we can refer back to number two um, in, in my three steps that I'm discussing now. But, but even deeper than this, there are also ways to be proactive in our marriages proactive in our parenting. So taking care of our whole health is so important, and I'll be discussing this a lot as well. Okay, so now that you can kind of see my vision, um, last week I mentioned that today was going to focus on control. In my personal story, um, I spoke a little about how when I felt that my life was spiraling out of control and nothing that I had planned for my life was turning out the way I thought, I began to grasp at anything I could so that I could feel like I had control of something. Um, Rather than grasping at Jesus and His Word, I grasped that's a hard word to say, Um, at getting good grades and excelling in school. It's so easy for everyone, but especially those of us who are going through a particularly difficult time to get stuck in our head, to really allow this feeling of being out of control to completely consume us with worry and doubt. And that leads, ladies, us to some very unhealthy places. So that's what I want us to focus on today. So how often do we feel like things in our lives are just not looking the way that they're supposed to. I mean, when I when I was a little girl, I don't remember sitting in my room thinking, I'm going to get married, and then I'm going to get divorced, and then I'll have to give my girls up every other weekend. Yes, yeah, that'll be great. And then, and then I'm going to get remarried. Oh, and then I'll get cancer. That's it. I think that's what I'm going to do. Like, no, that's, that's not, that was not my dream for my life. Um, And it's easy when going through hard times to feel out of control. And it's very, it's a very human-like quality to want to feel in control. But that's where we mess up, friends. Did you know that anxiety is often related to a lack of a sense of control? When we feel helpless or powerless, And for some, this anxiety can start to affect us deeply and in many areas of our lives. Now, before I go on, I do want to say that I understand that mental health is a very important aspect to overall health. Um, And many conditions are on a spectrum of sorts, meaning there are ways in which we can discuss that we can help to deal with anxiety from a biblical standpoint, but there are also instances when professional counselors or therapists or even medication are needed, and that's okay. My goal for us is simply to try to take a preventative approach in order to, in a sense, plan ahead and become prepared for instances that we know will cause us to be anxious and strategies to cling to when we begin to feel that anxiety creeping in. So the most important thing that we need to do seems very simple, but it's often so hard to do. It's to let God have control. Give Him the pen. 
there have been so many times in my life that I've screwed up so royally because I had the pen. I was trying to write my story the way I thought was best to where I finally just had to say, okay, I I give up. Please just take the wheel because I can't do this anymore. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 so beautifully reminds us to put our complete trust in God because His ways and plans are always better than our own, and to trust that everything included in His plan is for the greater good. This is where we get bogged down because God can see the full picture, and we can't. He is constantly weaving the tapestries of our lives for the greater good, the things that we can't see. But how much heartache, grief, and stress could I, or we, have avoided if we had given him the pen to begin with? Matthew 6, 34 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm going to read that part again. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now you can try. You can try all you want, and you may accomplish a little, but nothing compares to the advances in His kingdom that you can accomplish if you were living out His will for your life. So, proactive. Our goal for today is to give God control. We know that He says in the book of Jeremiah, one of my absolute favorite verses, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We have to trust that His plans are better than our own, and He loves us so fiercely. A tangible way to try to walk this out is to be intentional in our thoughts when we begin to feel like we need to snatch the pen back. When the enemy tries to turn your mind to panic, anxiety, and stress, immediately turn your mind to gratitude. Immediately think of something, anything that you're thankful for. It could be something small and thank him for that. Quote scripture back to him. You said, Lord, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let my request be made to you. Lord, I'm putting it in your hands. Another actionable way that we can handle relinquishing our need to be in control is to stay in the here and now. This one is so big, y'all. And I I struggle with this one just like everyone else. Um, Am I saying not to plan your meals for the week? Not to set goals or plan vacations or figure out who's going to pick your kid up from school tomorrow? Of course not. Making plans to rid your life of chaos can definitely ease some of your stress and anxiety. What I am saying, what I want you to hear today, is don't let the plans and the to-dos and the things that you have to get done in the future rob you of your joy today. Hear me, friends. I am speaking to myself just as much as you. So don't ever feel like I'm speaking as though I'm an expert at anything. Remember, we're battling together. So not reading your baby that book because you're thinking of the 10,000 other things that you have to do tomorrow is stealing your joy. Not taking in that sunset because you're responding to the email that really could wait until tomorrow is stealing your joy. Not looking into the eyes of your spouse while you're at dinner because you're looking at someone else live their lives on social media is stealing your joy. Not listening to your teenager laugh if she tells you a, as she tells you a story at dinner because we have to hurry because there's laundry and dishes and, and stuff to do before bed. Not enjoying the company of your nurses and the patients that have become friends because you're worried about your next PET scan results. Not soaking in every single minute that you can because you're worried about how your time here may be cut shorter than you had hoped. 
not focusing on what we have because we're envious of the things that we don't have is stealing your joy. Look into their eyes, read that book, laugh at the teenage drama, enjoy the sunset, go on that walk, be completely present with your people. So much happiness and so much joy can be found in truly savoring every moment in the moment and focusing on the abundance of things that we have to be thankful for. Surrender, fully rely on God every day because it's not a give it once to Him and it's done kind of thing. We have to walk this out every day. We have to be intentional about this every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. But think of how much joy we can encounter if we are living in His will. We were created in His image and He only wants the best for us because His love for us is deep and it is wide. So to wrap up, we surrender to Him, we shift our minds towards gratitude, and we live in the right here and the right now. Dear Lord, thank You for Your unmeasurable and unending love for us. Help us to surrender our lives to You even when it's hard. We thank you, Lord, for seeing the big picture and orchestrating events in our lives that allow us to fulfill your purpose. I pray for the ones today, Lord, who are sick, for the ones who are in pain that is taking a toll on them emotionally and physically. Place your healing hand on them, Lord, because we know that you are a God of healing and you are the great physician. Be with all the ladies that are listening today and bring us back next week where we will learn about facing our battles because with you... We've already won. In your precious name, amen. Thank you, friend, for joining us today. I'm so very thankful for you. Come back next Wednesday as we focus on some of the healing powers that are found in Scripture and in the earth. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. Tune in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.